Another thing I want to touch on, Mark, you know, probably more than anyone I know, you have been the most consistent person that I've ever seen who has asked for prayer for their unsaved loved ones. So every week in the staff. Yeah, we have, a, we have a prayer list that goes out to Living Waters every week, and it's almost without fail. But even throughout the years, when we, when we pastor together, when prayer requests would go into boxes, you know, you would ask for prayer for those in your life that don't know the Lord. How important is that to connecting us also to those that we love and we're trying to reach? Yeah. Anything it's else? it's a <laughs> it, it's a hard one, hair. right? Because I, I honestly I can't think of a prayer request bigger than that. Yeah. Whenever somebody asks me when I travel, how can I pray for you? That's what I say. Pray for my family. When I go to a church and I see a prayer box, that's what I drop in. Prayer is the means which God uses to move His hand, and I, I don't. I'm, I'm trying not to get so emotional, you mm-hmm. know, right now, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird thing because, you know, you don't know who's saved, who's not saved. Yeah. Because I've answered every question. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's no question that I haven't been asked by my family that, that I'm not satisfied with the answer enough to where I've given it to them, and, and I'm just waiting. Shh. Listen. 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 Is that you? Somebody's Reese? almost dying. Quit no, it's not you. smoking. Do you know what that is? No. Do you guys know what that is? That's it's called me making myself feel better about my easy wheezy laugh. Do you know that's a result of all that hookah you smoked when you were five? <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> Do you remember that dog on the cartoon that had a laugh like that? Oh, no, yeah. This is, this is why I, I played this. Oh. Look, look at the title, Oscar, on this. What's it say? Muttley laugh? Muttley laugh. Muttley laugh. Yes. Mm. That's the dog. I didn't know the name of the dog. I just knew his laugh. Yeah, what happened was I I looked up wheezing laughs, Mm. and then I came across something that said Muttley. I guess it was a cartoon. I'd never seen it. You ever seen Muttley? Yeah. I love it. Did you? Really? Yeah. Oscar, did you watch Muttley? No, nothing. Well, you're 12. It's a little chubby little dog that would just rock when he laughed. And he would do a wheezy laugh. And then I came across a video of a guy that that has a muttly laugh and, the and they played it that was it. so that was it wasn't it beautiful ray mm-hmm. who was it that well first let me ask you how long have you been married to sue that's 104 years i think between the both of you yeah and who was it this morning that reminded you it was her birthday well i gotta build up to this a little bit oh yeah oh, right no tell us way. about that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i came in real early to help sue with orders and i i just still thought it was november i didn't know it was december no one told me there was no bells <laughs> that rang up on you doesn't it yeah, it snuck up on me, and I walked up, and I, she said, oh, Jacob wished me happy birthday and gave me these. I said, is this your birthday? <laughs> oh, so he beat me to it. She, she, yeah, so we had a hug, and it was wonderful. Uh, so you'll be sleeping in Lucy's uh, little <laughs> yeah. pen tonight? Yeah. I will be. Yeah, uh, so anyway, uh, back to my motley laugh. Yeah, I f- just feel better. I'm deposed now. As, <laughs> better. I'm deposed as the king of wheeze. Uh, guys, this led me to think about laughter. What in the world is laughter. Oh, I mean, seriously. You guys ever do that where you stop and like hone in on something? Like it could be very involuntary, in fact. Yeah, sometimes it could be a, like a word that I've said and then I start saying it, it sounds really funny. But you don't I, keep saying it. it but gets I, weird. Saw, I thought about Or laughter. like a face that you see every day at work. Oscars. Oh, I tell you what, start looking at people's noses and it gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> is it? But seriously though, you, when, you, when you just snap out of just, you, you're going through life and you look in on something, it really does start to look strange. Mm-hmm. Or ears. ears, ears. No, we said it at the same time. Yes, ears. <laughs> ears. I Seriously. do that words. I'll, I'll look at a word and I go the. Seriously, I'll the. Yeah. The. Right. The. And I just lose it. Like thinking about the word. How do you spell pizza? that? Pizza. P 
yeah. pizza. Yeah. Pizza. But but no, but seriously right. think about it. But what in the world is laughter? Ha 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 ha. Hopefully it never, it's never that. <laughs> <laughs> Who laughs like that? <laughs> Although that was an improvement from the wheeze. How did this happen to me? Does that there hurt? Ha- Listen, there had to have been a, a day when I did my first wheeze. It was the podcast that brought it out. But it, they- it was post-COVID. You had COVID. You came back. Yeah, you had a wheeze. Yeah, you know, Oscar's right. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, because you thought it was like you thought it was still COVID in you. Like you thought you were oh. still working through it, and you're spreading it out every time. Well, you no, it. this seriously, this is like a, a, a real time revelation. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oscar's right. I feel better. I thought it's because I was getting old, <laughs> so it was <laughs> a byproduct of COVID. Praise the Lord. All right, but anyway, laughter. Ha 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 ha. Think about no. What is crying? They're, well, right, is right, right screaming. How much they're intermixed together? They aren't are. They? They're very close. Laughter. But, why are they? Laughter. Yes. Yeah. Why? I have no idea why. But, <laughs> but I, I think I've told the story of the veterinarians when people had their big dog put down, a woman and a, and, a, and a daughter. She was about 30, the daughter, and they walked out and they were just beside themselves with tears. And I gave them a million dollar bill. I said, Here, this will help pay the bill for having the dog put down. And they burst into laughter. And the last time I saw them walking down the sidewalk holding the track, laughing after they've been crying like five seconds earlier. Wow. So they're very intermingled, yeah. laughter and crying. Yeah, but just thinking about those. Those noises, and it led me to think, what do our noises like that, you know, laughing, crying, moaning, groaning, what does that sound like to a dog? Is it's, that, like a, it, it's like a bark sounds. That's what us. I was going to say. Is that the equivalent of a bark to us? I didn't say bark. I said bark. Bark. Yeah, what does bark. tree bark have to do with anything? Bark. <laughs> Ray, we really got to get this accent thing fixed. Seriously, how is it after how many 30... I still say park the car in the dark, Mark. There was something else I heard you say the other day, and I thought, I can't believe race. Oh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you, after so many years, change things? Like the other day, you were witnessing someone, and you said omniscience. It's omniscience here. No, I couldn't be bothered changing. Oh, man. I, st- I tried to when I first came over. Like, What's the use? Omniscience. What's the use? <laughs> yeah. But, but, I I but your friends and family from New Zealand say that you've lost your accent. They say you sound American, right? Slightly, yeah. 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 Oh, well, when Rachel's relatives come and visit from New Zealand, <laughs> you see the stark, stark difference. Do you? Uh, well, even when Rachel goes to New Zealand and comes back, she... Does it change back? Oh, I, I can, can come over here right now and talk to you right now here. <laughs> <laughs> She's always upset at you. If I, if, if I sound... <laughs> Why did I just make my wife sound like a dictator? Sorry, if I, honey. Sound, if I sounded like that, I'd never speak again. <laughs> Oops, he's spreading COVID. There he goes. Wheezy, he's coming back. Oh my goodness, I love myself. So, okay, friends. Speaking of that, um, I just got to say that Oscar brought in some pastries this morning, and I'm on a restricted diet, but when Oops. I bit into this thing, I just backslid. I've never, any left? I have never tasted anything as good as what I tasted wow. this morning. the chocolate it one? It was just gone now. Whatever yeah. the one you wanted a piece oh, of. Oh, that was Well, really now good. that Ken really Ham has stolen Oscar's... Baklava yeah, privileges from my sister. You got to try to somehow substitute. I'm, I'm after So, him, what yeah. are those pastries? Are they Danish or something? Uh, they're local bakery. They're Lebanese. They're local bakery here. Yeah, they're Danishes, croissants. And the one that you had was the guy told me it was layered with cinnamon, butter, and sugar. And I said, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a commercial. I, yeah. I, I didn't know they still have bakeries outside of donut shops. Yeah. Really. This place is nice. Do they do donuts as well? They don't. No. no. So they're higher, it's higher than that. Donut. I they, have to say, as only unsaved people eat, sin of men. I knew that oh. was coming. I let it go. Mic drop. All right, friends, we have a comment. 
This is from A9999. Get <laughs> out of here. It does <laughs> not. A999. It's a, a lot of people do that. It's a family name. Uh, it's a family name. <laughs> best, are, they, are they German saying no, 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 no? Nine, nine. Nine. Oh. Best Christian podcast. Ever since I found this podcast, I've listened to each update and also listened through the previous episodes back to the beginning. Some episodes I've even reviewed up to at least four times wow. over. Wow. What encouraging, podcast is this? Encouraging, enlightening, and convicting. I recommend any Christian seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness to listen and then re-listen and then listen while taking notes. Hmm. They are full of amazing quotes from heroes of the faith and scripture and are good to memorize as well as books and resources you're going to want to look into when you're done listening. The work they're doing is saving lives today and watering souls for eternity. The way they are able to joke around, talk about serious subjects, even have disagreements about different ideas and still get along is a beautiful I testimony. I don't think we have disagreements about uh, ideas. No, How dare we you? have I, never had a I disagreement. Don't I, wait, I disagree with that. that. I, it's terrible. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. choke. Um, it's a beautiful <laughs> testimony of God's perfect work of love manifesting itself through them. I pray that they be greatly blessed by God for their service to continue in the work as long as they are able. Thanks for existing and listening to wow. God's call on your lives. I can't tell you how helpful you guys have been. Well, wow. Mark. How do you feel about his name now? Yeah, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> This is the beginning of the end. Stop it. Thank you so much. Um, You name the Weez cast. The Weez cast. The Weez Ease from the Lebanese cast. Hey, thank you. That that was... That was a good one. Very nice. Yeah, these are the the, the things, guys, that really stir our souls, encourage us, and it blesses us so much. Yeah, thank you so much for all of our listeners out there who are faithfully listening to every podcast, who leave comments, who are subscribing. We are so blessed by you, and we're really thankful. Yeah, amen. This podcast is brought to you by the School of Biblical Evangelism. We're going to serious mode? No. Do do we (laughs) have that mode? Is it the book or is it the biblicalevangelism.com? Join 20,000 other students that have access to the best evangelistic equipping material in the world. Uh, Which one is it? Uh, Both. Someone recently, or both, some people both. say both. I think Oscar says Nobody both. Nobody says that. Both. Oscar says yes, both. Yeah, go ahead, um, make fun of my Spanish both. <laughs> both. Stop it, Mark. You can't fake the real. Yeah, anyway, check it out, friends. Uh, you can do the, the book. You can do the online uh, and all that other good stuff. And don't forget the Evidence Bible at livingwaters.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today we are talking about how to witness to your family and close friends. And I know even as I said that, some of you immediately began trembling. Yeah. Because guys, let's let's face it. Seriously, typically, okay, you can't say, you know, across the board this is always how it is, but typically family and super close friends are the hardest people to witness 100%. to. Yeah, that's always how it is. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes, no. Disagreements. But really, when we really think about it, they are some of the most challenging people to share the gospel with. Ray, take us back to the future, to New Zealand. When you first got saved, you were on fire, and you were actually doing the opposite. I mean, you were just destroying family members when you're sharing the gospel, weren't you? Yes. 
I was like a bull in a china shop. Is that a saying that we use? I've here? heard it before. Yeah, a tiny yeah. bull. Yeah, <clears throat> a tiny bull <laughs> and a great big china. <laughs> a mini bull. I was just like a yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I had zeal without knowledge. I didn't understand I, uh, you know, what had happened to me. I really didn't. I didn't understand that I had a knowledge of sin, that I repented before God, that I exercise saving faith. I found this little track, just ask Jesus into your heart, and I thought, well, that's what happened to me. I just, you know, I, God had a wonderful plan for me, say this prayer. So I, I made my mum say that prayer. It took about 40 minutes. Made my dad say that prayer. When I say made, I didn't really make them. I just talked them into it. And it's one of my great regrets that, like, I was like Peter, who cut off the ear. Zeal without knowledge. He just picked up that sword and using the word of God inappropriately, not biblically, can cut off ears. People become hardened against the true gospel if they think they've tried it. So my mom lasted about a day as a Christian, and then she just fell away. And I never really had a good opportunity to talk to her again because I'd done it all wrongly. Hey, listener. Have you ever imagined yourself having a box of goodies for you to give away to every friend, loved one, non-believer that crosses your path? Well, now you can get one. That's because Living Waters is giving away 10 free boxes of goodies every single week. That's eight in the USA and two overseas. And this is being made possible by a faithful partner of ours that has given us funds to make these resources available to you for free. Each of these boxes has $100. That's right, $100 worth of tracks, books, and even your very own podcast mug. Go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast, fill out the form, and then listen to the end of the episodes where we will be announcing our winners. Livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. Good luck. So, Ray, when, when you did talk to them, I'm, I'm curious as to their reaction. Did they fight you off at first? Like, leave us alone. Stop. No, not at all. They were very respectful. Oh, so they, they, they did listen. Yeah, they were very, very kind. And, and I don't think I was obnoxious or anything. I was very sincere, but just zeal without knowledge. And yeah. that can do terrible damage. Just seal That's the like, deal. Just do this. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a surgeon having zeal without knowledge. You don't want that. You don't want to say, hey, let me just cut into you. I really like this. This is fun. No, you want him to know what he's doing. Yeah. And so we need knowledge when we have our zeal. How would you do it differently? Yeah. How would I do it differently? Now, with my mom and dad, who have both passed on, my dad came to Saving Faith. I don't know about my mom, but she got to know a Christian in the final stages of her life, which was wonderful. Now, I'd be just like I am with my sister, very rich in good works, just very kind and loving and not push it because she knows she can check YouTube anytime she wants. I send her books that I've written. She got the book, How to Be Free from the Fear of Death. She says, oh, this is great. Thanks for sending it to me. I'll send it to a friend, a friend will like this. I said, I don't want you to have a friend. I send it to you. You know, my sister's not a, a um, like the Antichrist, but I, I'm terrified to witness to her. You know, she's not a monster. It's just I don't want to lose her, her love and her friendship because she calls regularly and wants, you know, pictures of the puppy and stuff like that. So we've got a good relationship, but I really don't want to ruin it by being pushy. So I'm trying to be rich in good works to her. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, the, the terror element, I think, is ubiquitous. Oh, boy, here we go. You like that, Oscar? I like it better than the wheeze. Ubiquitous. (laughs) Ubiquitous. uh, I think you're ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Whoa. I love that word, ubiquitous. Yeah, but but it's... Uh, What does it it mean? It's just... uh, You don't know, do you? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's everywhere kind of a thing, you know, and... 
So we can all relate to it. Yeah, I, I want to dig Why deep, Why didn't you guys. say just everywhere? No, no, it's not nice. You have to say ubiquitous. <laughs> Isn't that like omnipresent? It's very prevalent. I called my mom this morning and asked her. Did you call her mom? I called my mom and I called her mom. And I asked her if she, I, I said, what, what was it like when I became a Christian? Like, do you remember? Is she and a Christian now? She, I, I, I think so, yeah. She's like, I totally remember. I remember you, uh, everything changed for you. You changed your friends group. Like you were just super passionate. And I was like, what, was I ever confrontational with you? I was there, And she said, no, I don't. Like, I remember you sharing your faith with me, but I don't ever remember you coming in hard and fast and aggressive. I mean, praise God, because I thought maybe, honestly, I was expecting to hear the opposite. I think that what helps often, especially if you're like me and you were a non-believer and you're coming to a saving faith and now you're sharing your faith with your friends and family members, for me, instead of starting with their sins, I started by confessing my own, hmm. like, because they know me. My family knew all the things that I had done. You know, there was no doubt, like my mom has the laundry list probably longer than most people about me because no, wait, she wait, What do you mean by me. that? You, you apologize to them for things that you've done or you just said things that I you've confessed done in my, general? In, in the sense of proclaiming the gospel, I confessed my need for grace by confessing my sins first. Things that you've done in your yeah. own that had nothing Here, to do with them. Here's, here's who I've been. Here are the ways that I've sinned against you. I've sinned against God. Here, you know my pride. You know how ang- how easily angered I am because I I you used to have a temper, you know, and and so to to lay those bare and to start there, you know, I almost that I, rhymes, I think by I, the way. oh yeah it does. I think I almost kind of used the good person test on myself, knowing that they knew me. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. I didn't want them to be like, yeah, but I know you. You got kicked out of this school. You got no fight with this guy. You blah, blah, you know what I mean? You did this to this cousin, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, he, here's me, and, but this is why I need grace. Yeah. Uh, and so I think to start humbly, yeah. to start confessionally Oscar, with your friends and family. I don't know family. how you could have a bad temper. Seriously, you had a temper? Yeah, I had a, I had a pretty good temper. I've never seen you angry. Yeah. Been, what does that mean? Same with Easy, I can't imagine him as a gangbanger. If you want to see Oscar angry, revoke his baklava (laughs) privileges. So Um, what was, I I want the punchline here. What was your mom's reaction? What were your sister's reactions? My mom thought it was neat. My sisters, they were much younger than me. They ended up, I mean, they looked, I was 13 years older than them. So I was in my, in my mid twenties, which means they were in their, you know, 10, 12, 13 years old, maybe. So they looked up to me. They shortly after that got baptized and started going to a church. The immediate response was well from them, was not well from other. I remember one family member who was not a practicing Catholic. He had retorts, uh, disagreed with me. Um, Not your stepdad. He was actually one of my stepdads. Former stepdads, yeah. One, of, who one of your stepdads. Yeah. You know, so we got into ongoing conversations about that. My non-believing friends, on the other hand, because a lot of them were atheists, were very antagonistic. Like, mm. they thought I was, I think I've told you guys before, the, the weekend I got baptized, I remember calling all of my former friends who were atheists and inviting them to this baptism, and they were like, come on, man, knock it off. Like, hey, actually, we're going, literally, one of them, Charles, we're going to Vegas that week and let's just go to Vegas instead. Just come to Vegas with man. Come on, like just wow. leave this stuff alone. Yeah. And I was like, I knew they weren't gonna come, you know, like that was a far-fetched thing that they would come, but I knew I needed to invite them. Hmm. Yeah. And are you friends at all with them? Two or three of them through social media. We we yeah. I see them pop up, but not not particularly. You know, no. Oscar, I, I'm so glad you you brought that up because I think our making amends 
with family members and friends that we've wronged or hurt or even neighbors or, or what have you can in and of itself be a massive testimony to the transformation of God in our life. Because if, if people are like the majority of the inhabitants of this planet, it's hard to apologize with real humility. You know, our apologies usually have some kind of caveat attached to them or some kind of, you know, or, or you know, people will apologize without apologizing yeah, by just like, coming around and giving you a gift or whatever, but they'll never do it. Sorry that offended you. Yeah, or I'm sorry right. if I hurt you or whatever. But when God transforms a life, I was talking to, to a pastor the other day after speaking, uh, before speaking at, at his church, and he just said, you know, when you come to know the Lord and he transforms you, you get so excited to forgive others. Mm, that's good. And it's because you've been wow. so forgiven. Like you've received so much, right? It's, you can't wait to, to, to disperse it. So, but there's something distinct about having received that forgiveness. And now you just, you want to show your repentance and brokenness. It's huge. I think I just read... Was it The Rock that he was going to go, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he was going to go and buy every Snickers bar from some store. 7-Eleven. That he used to steal from, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he was going to go and buy I've it. I've just written an article on it and uh, done a video on it. Oh, book, and I can't wait to finish the podcast. Well, you guys to get know, back. I just saw the headline. Yeah, you guys know I, the details about yes, it? Yes, I do. I know all the details inside and out. When he was 14 years old, he used to walk five miles to where he used to work out as a 14 year old, and he'd call into the Seven uh, Eleven and steal a large Snickers bar with the okay of the guy behind the counter. Wow! Wow! He just did it for a year, and so he, it's plagued him for all these years, decades. He said it's plagued him, and he went mm. back, and it was so neat to see a guy so humbly going there with a camera as a millionaire <laughs> and as a multi-millionaire, <laughs> Drop of a bucket, and, and, yeah. and uh, give him a bucket of Snickers as a payback. And he felt so good after doing that. He had his conscience appeased. He felt guilty. And it's the same deception that deceives literally billions yeah. around the world that think that their good works are going to wash away their sins. It's just right. not going to work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's huge. You know, after I got saved, I apologized to almost everything that moved because I had hurt or offended everything that moved, basically. Still waiting and, for my apology. No, that's <laughs> never coming. But I remember going to uh, the, back then it was Alpha Beta. Uh, yeah, I, I remember, remember Alpha Beta. Beta? Yeah, You're only absolutely. 12, Oscar. Yeah, there Alpha was one Beta. close to Mesa. Uh, Alpha Beta. There's still an Alpha Beta? No, no, there was oh, when I was yeah. growing up. So there was Alpha Beta. Little. Anyway, I know, Alpha Beta. What about Vons? <laughs> anyway, uh, I'd go into Alpha Beta. I remember one time I took a whole carton of cigarettes and I stuffed it down my pants. That's and, you know, the so wheeze. Like, that's where the wheeze <laughs> came from. You guys, I used to smoke a pack and a half a day. Did you try the cigarettes? <laughs> no, just the packs. <laughs> anyway, and I'd steal cigarettes. I'd steal things from there. And I remember going back and like talking to the manager and going, hey, I, I, you know, I used to steal from here. I'm so sorry. And he was looking at me like, what? <laughs> you couldn't believe I was confessing, you know? But, but guys, as a first thing you can do in terms of reaching family and friends is to examine yourself and ask yourself, have I been contrite? Mm. Have I shown humility? Have I come to them and apologized? And then you could use that as a springboard. You could tie that in with, hey, God changed my life and forgave me. And so I want to confess openly and I want forgiveness from others that I've hurt and offended. And that can go a long way. It can heal that relationship. It can make them more open to the gospel. So. Easy. Let me take it a step further. Something I've learned from you. It's not enough just to say, you know, I'm sorry I blew it. Yeah. It's, it would mean a lot to me if you forgive me. Right. You know, asking, taking that step further. Now it's a call to action on their end. Not but just also, I'm sorry, but will you please forgive me? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, 
Yeah, that's that's huge. Uh, so that's that's one thing you can do. But guys, let's probe a little deeper into the why, you know, because I think sometimes when people can figure out, well, why do I feel this with family and friends, uh, this terror, this this hesitation? What is it? Do we want to? We're afraid that you know, like Ray said, they're going to cut us out of their life. We're afraid of oh, their no, backlash. No, cut us out of their will. <laughs> <laughs> their will. That's what it is. Are we afraid that they are going to? respond with such intensity? Is it because of the familiarity that they're going to think we're weird or what is it? I think it's all of the above. Yeah. I'm know, sure I think a, you, you touched on it easy. Yeah. I'm sure there's a list that we can get into. And I think one of them, which is, I think I was alluding to earlier is the reality that you, you may feel a sense of hypocrisy because mm-hmm. they know your sins. You know, if you, if you're trying to witness to your, to your mom or to your sibling who grew up, like they know, they know who you are. And so I think to to come forward confessionally is one way to overcome that. I think you mentioned one is 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 the fear that they're going to write you out of their life or think you're weird. How do you overcome that one? Yeah. How would you overcome that one? Well, I think this is where trusting the Lord comes into play and we we risk for the sake of the gospel. I mean, look, Jesus made it clear that he divides. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, scripture talks about rejoicing if we suffer, but as a Christian, but not as evildoers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some people, they bring it upon themselves and then they they try to really make Christianity the scapegoat. Oh, right. well, it's because I'm a Christian. Well, no, it's because you're a doofus and you're... And you're <laughs> a jerk. A jerk, a yeah. Jerk. We have a bunch of different words we can use, but yeah, you know, it, you're... You, you you are bringing this upon yourself. Right. Because, face. Yeah, uh, Drongo. Oh, now we're getting into Ken Ham words. Oh, no. <laughs> Drongo? Yeah, Drongo, yeah, Twido, Slacker, Slacko, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think the point that you're making is that often we will use our poor behavior. Right. We'll hide that behind the idea of like, oh, well, they're just persecuting me. But, but your approach, are you approaching them with humility and gentleness? I think you do a great job of that. I mean, I, I know you have really good relationships with friends and family that are not believers. Yeah. So tell me about the long game. You preach the gospel, but then what does maintaining that relationship look like for you and reminding them of the gospel? How do, like, how do you well, do that? Well, look, nothing can ever make up for sincere and genuine love. When you really love someone, you're going to be motivated to demonstrate that love in continual outreach and continual thoughtfulness, you know, and doing the things that stand out and show, wow, they, they really do care about me. You know, it goes a, a long, long way. Mm. And so it, it's just, it's really, I mean, really what Rayot talks about so often, being a normal biblical Christian, you know, and then just be, have intentionality with where you direct that, you know, with family and friends. But, but you know, when you're not living the Christ-like life, because as I've said it before, witness is not just a verb, it's also a noun. You don't just witness, you are a witness in your life and in terms of how you live and what you do. When those don't match what you're saying and how you're living, man, there's a disconnect. 100%. Another thing I want to touch on, Mark, you know, probably more than anyone I know, you have been the most consistent person that I've ever seen who has asked for prayer for their unsaved loved ones. It's in the, every week in the staff. Yeah, we have a, we have a prayer list that goes out to Living Waters every week, and it's almost without fail. But even throughout the years, when we when we pastored together, when prayer requests would go into boxes, you know, you would ask for prayer for those in your life that don't know the Lord. How important is that to connecting us also to those that we love and we're trying to reach? Yeah, Anything it's else? it's a <laughs> it, it's a hard one, hair. right? Because 
I, I honestly, I can't think of a prayer request bigger than that. Yeah. Whenever somebody asks me when I travel, how can I pray for you? That's what I say, pray for my family. When I go to a church and I see a prayer box, that's what I drop in. Prayer is the means which God uses to move his hand. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to get so emotional, you know, mm. right now. But um, it's a weird thing because, you know, you don't know who's saved, who's not saved. Yeah. Because I've answered every question. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's no question that I haven't been asked by my family that that I'm not satisfied with the answer enough to where I've given it to them, and and I'm just waiting. Mm. Yeah. Um, you want to hug, hug Matt? <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's been so long, yeah. right? 32, almost 33 years. Wow. You know, try not to grow weary uh, while doing it and continually sharing. You know, I share exciting things that are happening inside my life. I ask them for prayer requests. You try to be rich in good works. You know, let your light shine. Mm. It's a blindness, isn't it, Mark? They just yeah. can't see. Yeah. yeah, and and yet, Mark, you know, it's like the Lord gives us enough hope to keep us going, you know, and when your brothers surrender to the Lord, mm, yeah. you know, after all those years of prayer. For me, it happened with one of my sisters after, you know, 15 years of, of prayer, and, and she ended up surrendering to the Lord. And, and she listens to the podcast now, right? Uh, Is that the one? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, well, shouldn't you say hello to her? Uh, hello. <laughs> hello to her. Yeah, I don't know if she. I, I'm, I, I thought she sent you a text, and I was just listening to the podcast. That might have been Oscar's my, that was my, my favorite. cousin. That was your yeah, cousin. my cousin, which is another story too. But anyway, my my sister, yeah, and and she is just so on fire for the Lord. But that was after 15 years of prayer, and she she's just extraordinary. I got to you know go out and baptize her in her bathtub, <laughs> you know, and on the East Coast, and and it's it's been great. Now it's interesting because I had written her a letter a three, four page letter, which I'll talk about as well. I had talked about the Lord. I had given her a Bible, all those things. And I thought that letter is going to do it, you know, but she, she ended up just opening that Bible that I gave her 10 years prior. Wow. And it just opened her eyes and, and she just got radically saved. So uh, easy. Could you send Bibles to my brother? (laughs) (laughs) My brother in Australia, pray for him. If you would, my brother, Philip, there's no signs, no fruit. But he's always getting million-dollar tracks from me. He's, he wants the King Charles <laughs> he tracks. Gives out million dollar tracks. He does oh. all the time, and I'm just I'm mystified by it. Yeah. Well, let me commend you both because uh, I've often said that evangelism, as especially as it pertains to friends and family, is like an iceberg, in the sense that you can only see twenty percent of the iceberg above the water. The vast majority of it is hiding mm-hmm. in a place where no one can see. Evangelism to friends and family is like that in the sense that 80% of the time, your evangelism looks like prayer, Mm -hmm. faithful prayer. And I don't mean to say that you're not supposed to preach the gospel. There's still a significant amount of that iceberg above the waters. You are to preach the gospel. But the reality is that you will spend more time in prayer. If you're doing it right, you will spend more time in prayer than you will in the opportunity to be able to proclaim the gospel. And so I think that you guys have both done that faithfully. And it reminds me, I know I've shared this with you guys before, but never on the, I don't think I have on the podcast. When I was in high school, I lived with my grandma for about two years. And I remember leaving like on Friday nights to go out, you know, to, to do some, a night of sinfulness on a Friday night with friends. And my grandma was a Christian. We lived in a one bedroom condo and to leave, I'd have to pass the, the door to her room and I'd pass her and she'd be on her knees with her elbows on her bed 
praying, crying in Spanish, and I can hear her. Mm. She was praying for me, wow, that wow. the Lord would save me, that he would protect me. And I remember in those moments for me as an atheist at the time, like I just roll my eyes and like, oh, why are you stressing yourself out? Like, so Because you silly. didn't understand what she was praying about? Well, I understood because I know Spanish, but I didn't. No, believe. I mean, did you? You didn't understand what salvation is about. She wanted exactly. you to have everlasting life. Yeah. As far as you were concerned, she wanted to ruin your pleasures for the evening. Yeah, yeah, and and as far as I'm concerned, I thought she was talking to nobody. Yeah, right. <laughs> and anyways, the point is that she was faithfully praying for her atheist grandson, who is now sitting here with you guys doing these podcasts, wow, you know? And so the, the faithfulness of prayer. Yeah. I, think I love the iceberg analogy. If you can get on fire for God, they're more likely to melt. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Mark, that was just so powerful, what you said, very moving. And, and you know, prayer, it connects us. It, it does. It connects us with people. Even aside from salvation, when I'm, I'm praying for those on my prayer list and you know, I come across them or I reach out to them. And that's even happened recently, like to tell them, hey, I was praying for you today. That The value of that to people is mind blowing. Like you were actually thinking about me. Yep. You have my name written down on a list and you talk to God about me. I mean, that testimony is hugely powerful, but most importantly, salvation is of the Lord. And it's a mystery. I don't understand how God uses our prayer in the mix of all of that. Right. But you know, Paul's prayer for Israel was for their salvation. And so we need to follow that model and cry out to the Lord, our Savior, and who's able to save and to redeem. Mm. So, okay, now let's then get into what do you say then when you do get that opportunity? Because obviously we, wanna, we want to live righteously before them. We want to be rich in good works. But there comes that time when we also need to speak and, and share the gospel. Ray, how powerful is testimony in that? That's well, can, one of the get, things yes. I've used often. Yeah, Paul used his testimony in the book of Acts three times. And, you know, when it comes to family, never has the God has a wonderful plan for your life been so attractive. You'd want to say that to family members yeah. and share a message that has got nothing to do with sin, righteousness, and judgment, because those three things are kind of scary to talk with someone you love about sin yeah. about righteousness and about judgment to come and the reality of hell and the wrath of God. But if someone's got a disease and you've got a cure, you've got to talk to them about the disease. Right. You've got to be frank. You've got to make them sweat so they appreciate and appropriate the cure. So I've even, I've actually forgotten what your original question was. But it was <laughs> that was a good answer, testimony. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Using it to, use, yes. You can use your testimony to say, I didn't realize how high God's standards were that Jesus said, if you look upon a woman and lust after her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. That's the standard God's going to judge us with on judgment day. And when I understood that, then I understood the cross, that he took the punishment for the sin of the world, and we need to repent and trust in him. That's not a finger pointer. That's looking at me. It's hmm. my testimony that I'm sharing, but it's the same gospel. Yeah. I, I often share my the gospel in testimony form before I turn it to the person, you know, because it's easier to listen to someone's story about themselves. And you can just say, and then I realized this, and I realized God was going to judge people by his law. And then I started to think of all the stuff I had done. I mean, you know, if I had lied once, I was a liar. If I'd look, you know, and so you're giving them the gospel, Ray. Everybody has a good testimony. Yeah. I, I remember hearing Christian's who were saved, brought up in a Christian home saying, I've got no real testimony because I didn't shoot my grandmother eight times. <laughs> I didn't spend any time in prison. Right. I didn't shoot heroin. Yeah. No, no, it's not about what the devil did. It's about what God did for you. Amen. And your testimony of the cross is huge and your sins 
are huge in the eyes of God. You have a multitude of sins brought up in a Christian family as much as anyone who went out and did what we did. So don't don't downplay what Jesus did on the cross for you. You've got a wonderful testimony. So good, right? Yeah. You know, something significant is happening tonight that actually traces back to this whole thing of how do we share the gospel with family, close friends. And it, it's tied to my testimony as well. And, oh, it's and, my wife's birthday. Thank you, Easy. Oh, it's you just like so that? meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for, for those of you that are listening now and you're saying, well, man, I have a lot of family that I haven't been close to for a long time or, or that I don't see often. You know, you have the flip side of those that you're always around and you get nervous. But then there are those that, man, you haven't talked to Uncle Fred in like 15 <laughs> years. And what are you going to do? So years and years and years ago, in fact, Julia was just a baby. She's 25 now, but she might have been a you know, maybe one or something. But uh, we went over to my uncle's house for for dinner. And, and you know, it's, a, it's an uncle that I love. It's always been dear to me, but we didn't spend a lot of time together. But we went to their house for dinner and I was able to go back to what they knew about who I was and kind of say, man, and there's some gaps there because you haven't seen me in a long time, but I was crazy growing up. You know, I ended up becoming a gang member and I did this, this and that. And then the Lord transformed my life. And, um. Whew, and, uh, oh, you're going to cry too. <laughs> man, what's going on? <laughs> I think as we're getting older, we're just getting more sensitive. But I, I just remember getting into my testimony and telling them how God transformed my life. And I just remember uh, my cousins uh, just being in awe and my uncle, my aunt, they're like, what? You know, whoa. And, and I just remember one of my cousins saying how, you know, that night was going to change her life. And tonight, I'm baptizing her husband. Wow. <laughs> after all these years, I baptized her after she came to faith in Christ. And my other cousin ended up getting saved. I did her wedding. Now she's serving faithfully in the church. They, you know, they do marriage ministry and they, they disciple people. And so I just look back on that. So what's just, his name? Uh, whose name? The one you're baptizing, his first name. Uh, Bjorn. Bjorn. Yeah. And, uh, and I so, just asked that. So if they ever listen to the podcast to see how much you love them, oh, yeah. they'll hear their name. Yeah, Tina. Tina is my cousin Bjorn and then Nancy and her husband, Matt. Guys, it's not complicated. Nothing substitutes genuine love and sincerity. You don't need a script. Mm-hmm. You don't need to prep. You don't need to just talk about what God did in your life. That's what we do with a podcast. <laughs> That's about it. We still have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, the leper that was touched and healed by Christ, Yeah, Jesus told him not to say anything. He couldn't help it. He was mm-hmm. transformed. He went, about, went out and began to spread it so much so that Jesus couldn't even openly enter the cities anymore. And it says they came to him from every direction. So I wonder if Jesus got and said, look what you did. Yeah, right? I mean, he he single-handedly made Jesus famous. Yeah. Because, look, remember me, the leper, look, you know, I was healed. Who did this? Jesus, he touched me. No, he would have spoken properly. Yeah. He he would have sounded like a real man. (laughs) Jesus, he healed me, he touched me. Let me offer another suggestion on how to reach your uh, family, and that is have your family over for gatherings. Yeah. But invite evangelistic friends over. Oh, yeah. So you are free to host and to do what hosts do, and your friends are there to uh, share the gospel, and they're not going to get emotionally charged, you know, when talking to your family members. And also, the other thing that brings the mountain down to the molehill is just say to your Uncle Fred, do you think there's an afterlife? Mm. That's simple. Yeah, it really isn't. Just get them talking and let them talk. And guys, listen... Oscar, don't say anything. Um, <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen to me. No, there are so many people that I know, a lot of you that are listening right now, have not been in touch with for a long time. And back in the day when that would happen, it's like, uh, 
You know, Ethel's gone forever. How do I find Ethel? I grew up with her and haven't seen her in 20, 30 years. Ethel's gone, right? Now we have something called the internet. Now we have social, you don't know Ethel? Don't keep saying the name Ethel. Ethel, 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 Ethel. It does. Um, (laughs) Ethel. I love Lucy. There goes. Yeah, there goes that listener. Lucy. (laughs) Yeah, Ethel. So anyway, now we have something called social media. I mean, it's rare that I think of someone, type their name on some social media platform and don't find them. It's very yeah. rare. Mm. So what about going on, on there and doing that and finding an old friend and then reaching out, hey, how's it going? Now be careful here. Don't go for ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends that, that, that's going to lead to trouble. You know what I'm talking about. With wisdom, reach out to an old friend. An ugly friend. An, an <laughs> ugly friend. And say, hey, I just you came to mind today. How have you been? It's been so long. What, what's been going on in your life? I've done that, and I've been able to reconnect and give the gospel to those old friends. So mm. that's an opportunity, too. Let me just say, I think sharing the gospel is going to sound a lot different than sharing your political views. Mm. You mentioned the phrase being charged, and I think actually we should be charged by our praise of God. And I think of Psalm 51, David, repent, he confesses his sins in the first third. He repents of his sins in the second third. He asks that God would restore to him the joy of his salvation. And then at the very end of that Psalm, he is asking God to fill his voice so that he can proclaim the excellencies of him that have brought him out of darkness into this marvelous light. He says, he talks about Zion, which is his city. And so the point is, I've often said, when we share the gospel, it should feel like we are overflowing with something excited. It's and we're built to do this. It's in our nature to do this. You know, I've said if if you find an, a great new movie, if you find a great new TV show, you read an amazing book or visit a, an awesome restaurant or enjoy amazing baklava, mm. what do you do? You invite others. It's in your nature to share the thing that brings you joy. You're going to tell others about that movie that got you pumped, about that restaurant that you had that great steak at, et cetera, et cetera. In that same way, let yourself be filled by the joy of your salvation and let that joy overflow into your friends' and family's lives. Mm -hmm. Amen. My cup runneth over. Yeah, yeah, really good. And, And I think as well in light of that, understanding the interests of those that you care about family, friends, and engaging with them on those interests. You know, like Ray was talking about, we we don't always have to be, you know, proclaiming the gospel with our words all the time. It must be done. It should be done as often as you sense that open door to do it. And, And those doors do come open by God's grace at different junctures. But having shared the gospel, you need to learn how to engage, you know, hey, this guy loves football. She is really into art. You get them gifts that connect to that. You invite them to events that relate to that. You talk to them about those things. You enter into their world mm-hmm. in a genuine sense. And that, that that's usually effective. True. Yeah. So anyhow, friends, anyhow. if you'd like email addresses for Mark Ray and Oscar to witness to them. <laughs> Let me know. I get you those addresses. Oh, there's another thing too. You can use our YouTube channel just to say, "Hey, what do oh, you think of yes. what do you think of this?" Exactly. And they can become a fly on the wall to watch someone hear the gospel, and they're not intimidated because it's not going to them; it's going to the other person. The gospel still has its power. That's what I. That's what I'm talking about. You know, what a bright spot. Or this podcast. 
Yeah. What a bright spot. In oh, the... I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> what a bright spot in, in the in dark world of social media and technology, right? That we can do something like that. You can let other things speak for you. Hey, check out this video. I'd love to hear what you think about that. You know, we have the, the good person uh, video, um, Mr. Nice Guy. It's been seen over a million times. It's a little animation. Needgod.com will take it up. We've got needgod.com. But that brings that video Oh, up. yeah, it's in there. That's right. We've got Why Christianity, which is an amazing video. You could again, find it on our YouTube channel. There's videos on witnessing to Muslims and to Jehovah's Witnesses and to Mormons. I had a Mormon friend from high school reach out to me. I haven't talked to in ages. And he just sent me, hey, here's my new number. We haven't talked in like 15, 20, it's been ages. And I go, oh, hey, cool. We started going back and forth. And then I sent him uh, one of the, the video that we did on Mormonism from our TV program. And it's important not to say, Uncle Fred, I want you to watch this. Say, Uncle Fred, I'd love to know what you think of this. Yeah. Yeah. It appeals to his ego. Yeah. yeah. People like to give their feedback. So, well, friends, we're out of time, believe it or not. And hey, another way that you can be effective in reaching out to friends and family members is to check out SOBE, School of Biblical Evangelism, both the book form and the online form where many people have joined. Where at? Livingwaters.com, along with the Evidence Bible. Ray, what are you doing? I'm just thinking, hey, you said the word. It was one word, was it not? Just <laughs> most people just say not. Ray, no. Arabs do funny yes, they and really beautiful are. things. Amen. So, friends, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to send us emails to, to podcastlivingwaters.com. Give us ratings, give us comments, share the podcast with people all around the world. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you here next time on the Living Waters Podcast, where Ray Comfort has no idea what he's doing. chicken dinner. I have no idea where that ridiculous saying came from, but friends, we do have winners. Winners for the podcast giveaway. That is the Living Waters podcast. We have Angela from Yucca Valley, California. Yvonne from Crestline, California. Brooke from Clayton, North Carolina. Andrea from Anderson, Indiana. Elias from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Becca from Lincoln University, Pennsylvania. Lowell from Yakima, Washington. Don from Charleston, Illinois. John from Ford, Australia. Good on you, Mike. And Dave from Willen Lane, United Kingdom. Congrats.